Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa a la 20, a la 10, touchdown, Damien Williams. Oh, Damien Williams peut être oublié l'affaire avec oh, cette course qui va jusqu'au touchdown. Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. I'm Owen and tonight I'm joined by the usual pleasant company of Duncan, Neil and Tom. Hello. Hello. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks uh, since we last got together. I remember we did the, uh, the quiz last time uh, and there's been a few small stories floating about over the past couple of days or, or, or week. Um, that, uh, they're interesting to say the least, um, but we'll get into that. But before we do, um, how have you guys been? What have you been up to? Uh, I, I've been grand, yeah, I'm kind of back at work part-time and minding kids the rest of the time, so life's a dream at the moment. <laughs> the usual uh, pandemic stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm still without haircut uh, from last time. Uh, I still live above a barber that I can't go to. I There's a there's, an, there's a sign on his door with an app to download so you can book your things in advance. In Scotland, I think the... Uh, the barbers are opening on the 15th of July, I think, and he's booked up to something like 27th already. Oof. So that just shows my age and not being able to use technology. Uh, frustrating. However... Actually, our barber's opened this week. Yeah, this week. Um, but I, I borrowed a set of clippers off someone in work, so I was like, yep, yeah, just <laughs> give it a number two all over, job done. Yeah, I mean, that's all I'm really going to win for, just a, just a short back in size, something yeah. for the weekend or whatever. But... Um, no, I mean, it just does mean that I'll get two or three weeks closer to my ambition of coming out of lockdown looking like Tiger King. So, <laughs> <laughs> every, every cloud and all that. Mullet to high. Yes. I think I got quite lucky. I think my girlfriend had a little go on my hair with the clippers and it, it, she'd done such a good job that I'm now considering not paying £15 every time I go to the barbers. So, I might go for, I might go for her approach from now on, I think. I ordered a set of clippers off Amazon since I've borrowed these ones. I was like, right, I'll, I'll just... Do this myself? No, I'm not spending 20 quid a time. <laughs> no, no, me. She's doing a good job, to be fair. I'm quite happy with it. Yeah, my wife wouldn't take any responsibility for my hair, so it's like, yeah, you can do that yourself. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I managed to get a book in. Um, I haven't got it cut yet, but it's on the 15th of my barber's, so as soon as I found out the barbers are opening, I phoned him up and I was like, please say you've got something like, as soon as possible, and it was fully booked until <laughs> the 15th, but um, it's not too bad. At least it's not till the 27th, like Duncan. <laughs> Take my chance at a walking appointment. Uh, we'll see. Well, you need to go downstairs, so you should be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, but then, like I say, a step closer to Tiger King, uh, I may just commit to the lick. Yeah, surely you've got to wait it out now and just see if you can do it. Well, you've come this far. Yeah, I mean, how much? <laughs> how much the tigers cost? <laughs> no idea. Mate, mate, it didn't end particularly well for him. <laughs> No, I mean that—that that is true. But if I don't pick any fights with like tiger rights people, yeah, but the barbers might have something to say. We having a tiger upstairs. Well, uh, I think the barbers low on the list of people I need to ask permission for for the <laughs> for the old tiger. But uh, 
Well, give me some thought. I'll, I'll update you guys next time uh, on my uh, pet situation. <laughs> if you can get that parcel in, you've done really well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should I should tell you, we live in a in a two bed flat. I mean, it's first floor, so it's not that bad. It's only at one flight, uh, and there is a shared back garden, so you know I could let it out and give it some exercise. Uh, there's a couple of local dogs that I might, uh, I say, befriend. Um, well, again, another thing from Tiger King. Tigers are expensive to feed. They eat like a cow a day or whatever it was. Right, so... <laughs> I, this is, uh, He's considering we're, it. We're, we're, about to, we're about to enter the worst recession that we've seen in our lifetime, so we have to, we have to cut the cloth accordingly. Yeah, mm. the, the upkeep does seem that it might outweigh the uh, benefits of having a tiger in a two-bedroom flat. <laughs> what exactly are the benefits of having a tiger in a two-bedroom flat, just out of interest, are we? You wouldn't get robbed. Fair point, yeah, fair point. He's had you there. Yeah, this has got weird and I've only got myself to blame, so I apologise uh, <laughs> I apologise for that, everyone. Uh... Anyway, swiftly moving on. <laughs> um, there is some chief news uh, other than uh, outside of Tiger King, there is actually some Chiefs news that's been floating around. Um, Arrowhead Stadium, uh, there was rumoured by, uh, I think it was Pro Football Talk that uh, came out with this article earlier today, um, that Arrowhead Stadium might be changing its name or they was going to get a signing with, with the company. Um, and it was going to get changed to the GEHA field at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, and then obviously that got squashed about an hour ago, I think, by the, by the Chiefs. They came out of a statement on the social medias. Um, so what do you guys think of a uh, of, of Arrowhead Stadium possibly changing its name and, and do you like the idea of it? It was just a field though, wasn't it? I think they were only selling the name name and rights to the actual field. Yeah, um, so Arrowhead Stadium still, was still going to be in it. So it'd still be just... Arrowhead Stadium would be the main part. Um, if they're not going to change the name as in just in general, people are still going to say Arrowhead Stadium, that's still going to be the main part of it. If you start adding, what is it, AG... E H or whatever company that was. If you start saying that before Arrowhead Stadium, it starts. I, I'm not a big fan at all. If it gets to that point, but if it's just the field, I'm not crazy bothered. I'm I'm not a fan of it myself. I'm enough of a traditionalist to say it's Arrowhead Stadium. Just you can't be that desperate for money, lads. The NFL's a billion dollar business. You you don't need whatever you're going to get from this. So. It's a so no for me, thanks. That's, that's my question, though. If, if they say it's the Panthers versus the Chiefs at, are they just going to say at Arrowhead Stadium, but the field to name that? Or are you going to say at the da 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 field at Arrowhead Stadium? Because if it's going to be that, I'm definitely not a fan. Th- then you get into the Denver territory where it's like changing, um, you know, changing providers every couple of years because. Um, you know, their previous sponsor is just like, yeah, we'll just not bother with that now. Uh, so it becomes like FedEx Field at Mile High or whatever. It just, no thanks. Just Arrowhead Stadium works perfectly well. Just leave it at that. It's clean. No, yeah. I, I agree. The only, my only, uh, I guess my takeaway from the statement is we are not renaming the stadium in 2020. So I wouldn't rule it out at some point in the future. That'd be my only... I mean, my, my problem is that, like in, in our football, we don't have the notion of the salary cap. Mm. So the sort of level of playing field thing isn't there. So you can see the, the benefits that if you sell the name 
of your stadium for X millions, it means that you can buy whatever better players and you become a better team. There's no benefit like that in the NFL. So it's only lining owners' pockets, really. And unless they say, we'll take the 20 million from whatever X, like say X global company to put their name on the stadium, and that will mean that every fan gets it's $10 less a ticket or beer is $2 less, you know, or, you know, something like that. If they get something back for it, great. But the fans aren't getting anything back for that. So it's a no for me. Yeah, I definitely agree, agree with you guys. Um, I think one thing that does make it slightly different to your typical, like, uh, company uh, name slapped on a stadium um, is that it's the, I think the company that it is, the GEHA, which stands for the Government Employees Health Association, I think the headquarters are actually in Arrowhead Stadium. Like they're very, they're already very affiliated with the Chiefs, and they've done loads of work with them, and they're in partnership with them already. So I can understand why they're trying to like cement that partnership even more. But if it, if it means changing the name, then yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not really for it. I'm a bit of a traditionist like you, Neil. I think we should uh, keep it the same and keep it classical. Um, so there's also been some uh, other NFL news with the um, whole coronavirus pandemic changing the way that the season looks. Um, there's been questions about the fans and, and how many and how many people, if any, would be allowed into stadiums this season. Um, but also today or yesterday, I can't remember when it was, uh, they've announced that they'll be shortening the off season to two weeks. Um, and I think they said they'd be removing week one and week four from the preseason schedule. Um, Obviously, preseason is not the uh, most sought-after part of the NFL season. People don't exactly <laughs> clamour for it. But um, what do you guys think about the uh, positives and negatives of, of cutting the preseason in half? I, I think I've got no problem. No, the, the preseason <laughs> sucks, right? It's just it's just pretend football, isn't it? And for us, we just need to get up at stupid o'clock at night to watch Chad Henney and Chad Henney's backup play. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers backup and Aaron Rodgers backups backup. Um, I don't I don't need to see preseason football and I don't necessarily think that the players need to play it very much either. You see, I mean, how how much football is Pat Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill or any of these guys really going to play in preseason? Not much. It's not it's not that much, right? You know, they, these guys are, are are good to go. I think when they need to be so. Um, I think from a, I can see in a normal year from a roster building point of view, you need to see if your undrafted guys can cut it, or you know, the guys on the fringes of the roster can can, can you know can step up. But uh, good riddance in my opinion. Yeah, I, d- I, d- I don't think you're getting pretty much anything out of losing. You're not losing anything. I think the only problem you're going to have is that it's going to make it harder for some of those undrafted free agents to make make the roster um we got what's, he, was it, what's his name tiamu or something like that the quarterback that they they signed from the from the xfl he's he was gonna try and push henny wasn't he for the or well or just or Sherma for the number three quarterback spot which sounds relatively uninteresting but i suppose you can create a storyline when you haven't watched any football for however many months i think I think that's the only thing you're going to lose is those guys on the fringes of the roster are going to find it very hard in two pre-season games. They're probably going to play one of those. They're going to find it very hard to push for a for a place on that on that roster. But I don't think that's something we 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 need to rely on right now. Is undrafted free agents with the amount of people we're bringing back. I don't think we're going to lose out there really. 
I, I yeah. think it gives us an advantage because, as as you just said, Summer, it we don't have that problem at the moment of mm. needing to find diamonds in the rough. Like the rust is pretty much set, um, so we're not really going to need that preseason four games to to kind of find those extra players. We've we've already pretty much got what we need. Um, so if anything, it's an advantage to us because other teams that do need that aren't going to get that. Yeah. I think as well, you look at like Javarius Warburton drafted free agent, wasn't he now? Does he make the roster if it's a season? If he come in like this season, would he even make the roster? Like, Probably not. They're, they're the sort of guys that, that you might miss out on. But in the Chiefs situation at the moment, we, we probably will need them going forward with the amount of large contracts we're going to have on, on the books. But right now, I think it's, it's not a problem for us this year. But some of those some of those lesser franchises at the moment, like you said, they're probably going to miss out on some of the guys that they could really do with <laughs> finding cheap. Yeah, I normally watch the preseason for the, the, like you said, the depth chart battles and just watching like a, a wide receiver four, see if he can beat out the wide receiver three for that position, or, or and and like seeing the rookies as well. Like, so I would have loved to see Clyde a bit more um, in the preseason. Obviously, we still got those two games, um, which I think are both away games as well. I think because obviously there's two home games and two away games for each team in the preseason. But I think the Chiefs were playing at home in week one and week four, so I think both of our preseason games are now going to be away from home. Which... They're talking about restructuring it so everyone gets one home and one away. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, right. seen that. Um, oh, okay, so that kind of balances things out then um, for everyone, I guess. Um, but yeah, other than like seeing the rookies play and, and watching those depth chart battles, there's not much in it for me for the preseason. Again, it's good for the players, but from a fan perspective, I, I don't think we're missing out on too much. I agree with you guys. I think we don't need the risk either. <laughs> I mean, I know that is the exact reason that it's been that it's been taken away those two games, but. Are, are, are teams even going to play any of their starters in these two games? I, I don't think teams are going to. I don't think we're going to see Patrick Mahomes in the preseason at all. You can, we can't. We can't risk like sending him out there for for a drive. It's. I think he gets less out of one drive in a preseason game versus the risk of him contracting God forbid COVID nineteen. This is not worth it at all, is it? Yeah, I think there will be a, a lot less starters and, and, and uh, high-value guys on the field in preseason, just just for exactly what you said, safety reasons. Um, the, the player safety's obviously got to come first, and, and that's obviously why they've uh, why they've reduced the preseason. So, yeah, I don't think we'll see many starters. So it might just be those those very deep down uh, positional battles that we'll be seeing uh, in those two games. I've got a, bit of a man crush on Gary Dieter, so I could be convinced to <laughs> to tune in. Yeah, I've always liked watching Gary Duda play. Um, I mean, because obviously he's got that great uh, relationship with the players, doesn't he? So it's it's always nice seeing him on the field. Uh, I just I just like him. He's just he's just he's the sort of guy that just I think is is good for a locker room and good for the team. He's a he just seems like a good dude, and he's always like so he's like whatever he is WR five or whatever for us. So it's like he could get a spot on the team, but he might not. And then you'll come and get brought back, and you'll come in for a game that we don't need to win at the end of the season. I said before, if he if he plays and scores a touchdown, I'm getting the jersey. <laughs> You'll struggle to get one. It might be expensive, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, get custom one. Yeah. Uh, there is one uh, depth depth chart battle, um, at, not at the Chiefs, but another AFC rival. Um, it would be interesting to watch in the preseason. 
uh, and that's between Jared Stidham and his new uh, competition, <laughs> Cam Newton, who just signed a contract in the last couple of days. Um, obviously, the former MVP uh, took the Panthers to Super Bowl 50, was it? Back in 2015, I believe. Um, and then now he's, since then, he, he's... he's Fallen off the radar from the NFL and and has just been picked up by the Patriots after a reasonably quiet off season from uh, from them. Um, he signed the minimum salary for a player of his experience, which is uh, just over just over one million um, one million dollars for a year. Um, so, what do you guys think of uh, Cam Newton being on a an AFC rival? Do you think the Patriots are contenders again for that Super Bowl? No. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want the quick answer there? Who's he going to throw it to? <laughs> They've got no receivers. No, they're not. They're not a contender. Sorry, lads. Okay, uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, rule them out of their peril. Uh, I had them. I, I had them tipped still to to take the division. I think that as long as they've got Bill Belichick, then they've they've always got a chance. Um, I said. I mean, my seventy five percent of Cam Newton, however healthy he is, is better than most of the quarterbacks in the league. And then you, you add Bill Belichick and assuming a couple of a couple of guys to throw it to, uh, I think he's definitely better than a good percentage of the quarterbacks in the league. So, I mean, I think if you'd, if you'd ruled the Patriots out, then I would rule them back in. The thing I found very fishy about the deal is that it was announced something like 16 minutes after <laughs> the, uh, and I'm using air quotes here, punishment that the, um, that the Patriots were given for their latest indiscretion uh, when they were filming um, the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I find that fishy and I think that is peak Patriots, but... Uh, that's maybe a different. That's that's probably just a coincidence. And it was well handled on the PR front, I think. Yeah, yeah I don't see that as a coincidence at all. I mean, as soon as you type in Patriots with that with, with that Cam Newton news, that's going to come up in everyone's search histories above all the. Uh, <laughs> They'll all probably the, got him this week. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was just to cover up and glaze over that uh, that punishment news. Yeah, <laughs> that that would not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> I, t- I tell you one thing though, which. Like I thought about it, and I still don't think the Patriots are going to have enough. But when you look at our division in the West, and and you look at the quarterbacks, I'd I'd rather face any of the quarterbacks in our division than Cam Newton. Like I, I still used, to, I don't think we know which Cam Newton's going to turn up. But I'm more than happy to to play any of our our rivals' quarterbacks over him. So it begs the questions: like, would would the Raiders not be better with Cam Newton at quarterback over Derek Carr? Yes. Exactly, but they just and then I mean I can see I can see the other two teams they're going with Drew Lock and the, the other team and Chargers are going with Herbert. I, I get the approach, but you know I'm I'm pleasantly surprised to not see him in in the AFC West because I I honestly think the Chargers uh, no sorry the Raiders that contract if they if they could have got him on that contract I, I don't really understand why they haven't done it. But they just mo- signed Mariota to a a fairly. <sighs> Substantial backup quarterback contract, didn't they? He yeah, he's but, getting like seventeen million over two years. Yeah, but Cam Newton's getting like backup O line money. Isn't he? I mean, they're moving to they're moving to LA. I, I can't think of a better quarterback to, to have to have in um, in Las Some, Vegas. Something tells me that John Gruden doesn't want that ego battle. Maybe not. No, mm. but he's a better quarterback than the two that they've got there. In Vegas, I think it could have been an exciting mood for them, uh, move for them, but um, 
Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm not really scared about him at the Patriots, if I'm totally honest. I think, like Neil said, that he hasn't really got anyone to throw to. And that's presuming that he can actually throw still. So... Yeah. You know. I, I do think that uh, and, and any competent quarterback with, with Bill Belichick is something to, uh, to take note of, if not, if not worry about. Um, whether they're Super Bowl contenders, I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but it definitely is something that, uh, that could be troubling if, if Cam Newton is healthy. And I think if he is, um, there'll be certain teams like the Bears, for example, who, who just signed uh, Nick Foles um, to sit behind Trubisky. I think teams like that will be kicking themselves if they see Cam Newton healthy um, mm. and playing well for the Patriots. Uh, because on a deal like that, I mean, I know there's loads of incentives and that, that could like raise raise the price, but on a deal that's just over a million dollars for a year, it's it's very. I think it's very high high reward, and low risk for, for for the Patriots there. Yes, it's like Newton's taking a, a, a bet on himself, isn't he? Like he's, he's saying in a in a weird off season where there were more unemployed quarterbacks than there were jobs for quarterbacks. He's saying. I'm only what if he's like 31, 32, whatever. You know, if he is healthy, he can play for another six, seven, eight years. He's saying, I'll, I'll take a step back, or take a step back in the money department, play for a year. If it all goes well, I assume he's got guarantees in place that he's not going to get franchise tagged at the end of it. And he can then go and hit an open market, you know, assuming that some of the rookies that we've seen are going to blow out, you're going to. You know, some of the vets that we've just spoken about, Carr, uh, the Raiders, you know, some of these guys are going to get found out eventually. There's going to be jobs out there again, and he's going to go and take superstar money, all being well. And like I say, it seems like a win-win from both sides to me. And what happens there from the Patriots' point of view? He goes, gets a starting contract with someone else, they pick up a compensatory third-round draft pick, which replaces <laughs> the draft pick they've just got docked, and everybody's happy. <laughs> Bill Belichick and the Patriots seem to always win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Peak Patriots. Yes. Yeah, it is one of the most Patriots moves that that that. that if you had to sum up the Patriots with with, with a move, it, it's it's definitely up there for me. Yeah. Uh, that that combined with the whole using it to cover up the punishments, it, it's just a Patriots combo, really. <laughs> And there's also some other, uh, I, I love these segues I keep doing, uh, there's also another contract news um, w w which has been popping up around the uh, Chiefs Kingdom recently um, with the whole star defensive lineman Chris Jones who uh, is yet to be signed to a, um, from his franchise tag uh, which would be $16.1 million which seems like quite a lot of money, I mean it, it, it's, it's a lot but obviously he feels like he, he's worth more and from the way he's been playing I mean I, mean, I, ca I can't I can't disagree with him. I, th I think he's an incredible player. Um, but it's just a case of whether the Chiefs can sign him. Uh, so how do, you, how do you guys think the Chiefs weigh up his, his worth on the team and, and, and the asking price for Chris Jones? I mean, he's... Uh, there's a queue of guys that need paid for the Chiefs. And Chris Jones is not number one in that queue. So in some ways, it's um, it's it's a moot point as to how much I guess they value him or he values himself, because they need to give Patrick Mahomes the contract first, and everything else kind of shakes down from there. I would imagine. Um, it's, it's I guess it's just a it's a quirk of the timing of the of the of the deals coming round, but um, he's just not priority number one, I guess. 
No, I don't. I don't. It's such a shame because I think every Chiefs fan would love to to keep him, but 21 million, and then you add Patrick Mahomes is 40 plus million, and you're looking at 60 million on two players before you start looking at the likes of Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey's got a contract coming up. You've got Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark's got a massive contract, and just like what percentage? versus amount of players that are we looking at because we could have used over half the salary cap on about six players if we're not careful and I think they're very wary of doing that. My only concern is that if we're going to lose Chris Jones is that we get the right compensation for him because I already feel like we've missed the premium compensation. I'm not even sure the offers were there to get the premium compensation but you look what the 49ers got and then you look at what we're likely to end up getting for Chris Jones, it's probably going to be substantially more for a better player. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw I saw one thing on on Twitter like when you talk about uh, Frank Clark um, in particular. Um, I saw something I can't remember who 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 tweeted it, but they said that that there was, there was an idea floating around that this was already already planned that Chris Jones would, would um, they were anticipating that this Chris Jones situation with the contract looming um, and brought in players like Thierry Matthew and Frank Clark to almost already fill that hole that they were expecting to lose from such a, I mean he is the anchor of our defence Chris Jones since he got drafted um, he's been such a significant player for mm-hmm. us, I mean constantly on that defensive line causing havoc um, so I think they, they've like the, from, this, from this tweet it, it, and I kind, of, I kind of agree with it where it's, it says that bringing in these players like Matthew and Frank Clark who have these big personalities and they can really lead a defence and they can really, like, players can really get round them. I think they were already anticipating this, this drama to unfold with Chris Jones. And like you guys said, although I hate to see him go because I've loved seeing Chris Jones, it just doesn't seem feasible to keep him, unfortunately. Um, with, 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 I mean, he wants $20 million. It, it's, with, with the other guys to pay, it, it seems like it would be too, too tight for us to, to, to work around. I just wonder if if so what so what's the franchise tag at the moment? What's is he on the six sixteen? Yeah. So we got mine. He hasn't, he hasn't signed his franchise tag. Yeah. No. So that's if we can even get him to sign. Yeah, it would be at sixteen but mil. Yeah. Effectively, there's a five million difference. If we can get him for sixteen million, they'd say they'd keep him, right? So uh, otherwise, I'm guessing they might not franchise tag him, or they'd have well, moved, that's moved or they'd have moved him on by now. Um, but basically, we're we're likely to have that sixteen million dollar commitment on the cap this year I just wonder if there's if there's five million dollars difference I know that's a year over however many years but they've been quite clever the Chiefs in in moving money around and and structuring contracts I just wonder if there's anything they can do but I mean I think they've run out of time and Patrick Mahomes is priority number one isn't he so I just wondered if there's anything they can do but I think they're gonna run out of time I'm going to shamelessly name drop here, right? When I went over to the AFC Championship game, <laughs> I bumped into Peter King of, what is he now, Fox Sports, is he now? He was Monday morning quarterback. And I got to talk to him for a good half hour in Chicago O'Hare Airport, waiting for our connection onto KC. And we talked about Chris Jones and his contract. And he basically said, if the Chiefs want to sign Chris Jones, they will sign Chris Jones. He, the salary cap is completely malleable. You can, you can be creative. You can find ways to make contracts work. If you need to backload it all into the last couple of years because, you know, you don't have the room right now, you can do that. So, uh, what you're saying about 
um, Frank Clark and Tyrion Matthew being signed to kind of pre-replace Chris Jones. I, I think they had no intention of signing Chris Jones to a long-term deal. Um, I just, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Those two guys were signed to replace the locker room presence, but they knew he was going to be gone. Which is fine, but why didn't we try and get... Well, I suppose you can't say that they didn't try, but why didn't we get premium compensation for him in like before the draft? But well, you don't know what offers were out. Well, we don't know. But, but I mean, there's, there's two issues at play as well, isn't there? There's the... If we don't think he's worth £20 million, and you would assume that no-one else thinks he's worth £20 million, you know, where does he go? But then, speaking about tweets and whatever... Um, we haven't even spoken about the fact that he's threatened to sit the season. But how you know, I can't see him sitting the season because he's just back he, on the he's only earned four million dollars, and I say only four million, but in NFL terms, that's pocket change to a lot of players. Le'Veon Bell had already made a substantial amount of money, and he was on his second franchise tag before he sat out. Chris Jones doesn't have that luxury of the money in the bank that Le'Veon Bell did. And plus, Le'Veon Bell's now with the fucking Jets. I mean, who'd want to sit out a season and then spend it at the Jets? Well, that's where I'd send Chris Jones as well. I'm going to have to redraw my notes, Neil, because that was basically what I had. Um, <laughs> there are slightly different situations, aren't they? And someone, I think, needs to have a word in Chris Jones's shell like, to say that maybe Le'Veon Bell's not the man to take... <laughs> all the advice from you know, like you say, I mean, he, as, as you said in the, um, again we've not mentioned the, the article that, that Owen wrote for the website um, so go, you know, go and check that out because yeah, I go think read it sums that. up pretty well um, he deserves to get paid it just seems that the Chiefs don't, be, don't want to be the ones to do it they could have sorted this out last year they knew his contract was coming up mm-hmm. it was, the discussions were apparently on the table or, or Chris Jones' agent wanted to do it the deal last year I'm kind of, you know, coming on the side of, uh, you know, Diamond Neal there, that it, it looks to me like the Chiefs have just aren't going to pay him. They don't, they don't want him at that money. Yeah, well, I, think I, I think what, what the Chiefs, um, what the Chiefs, the, the way that I, I see the Chiefs thinking is it's either they commit to Chris Jones long term and pay him the 20 million a year for however many years, three years, four years, whatever it may be, and then miss out on the ability to be flexible around Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and be able to build a team with the cheaper players and, and put together more, yeah, like, could go deep in the playoffs with, without a star and with these cheaper players. But I think it's, it's just too, too much of a risk to sign a big player and, and, and not have the chance to then build around and, and input the pieces needed to build a dynasty as and when they come. If you commit to a long-term defensive player signing, it, it doesn't leave your option very wide open for the future, I don't think. I think we just invest in offence and just say, fuck it, we're going to score 40, 45 points a game and if anyone wants to try and keep up with us, good luck with that. Like that. That's where, when you've got a quarterback like Mahomes, that's where your money has to go and maximise his ability. He is a generational talent. He is setting new standards for the position. You have to give him as much help as possible to maximise his abilities and if you do that you will score 40-45 points every game and if anyone else can keep up with you congratulations fair play lads and do you know what as well with with Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew on the defence I'm pretty confident with kind of whoever they roll out there that 
those two guys alongside Spags is going to get the most out of the guys that are on that defense. Like the way they played last year was, especially on the back end, was incredible. <laughs> and if they can, if they can just like we've said before, they were above average last year. They were they were good on defense. If if they can just be average, Patrick Mahomes is going to win every game we play. If we can average conceding thirty points a game, yeah. we'll still go twelve and four, thirteen and three. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's I was uh, thinking about this and just like as a as a devil's advocate kind of point. Does speaking about offense, does the Chiefs' offense make Chris Jones look good? Right, and I, I caveat by this by saying I know that Chris Jones is the top three, four, even even better than that pass rusher in the league he makes 32 or 32 teams better but is there a case to be said that the way that the Chiefs play the way that they get out ahead of teams force teams to throw the ball because they're under so much scoreboard pressure does that give Chris Jones the chance to be good if he goes to a team that doesn't have that explosive offence that isn't going scoring seven touchdowns in a row four touchdowns in a quarter, whatever it is, that isn't taking big leads, and he's forced to defend against the ground game more often, does he get exposed? And is that why teams aren't spending £21 million on him? I think you've got I don't a know. point. You don't spend £20 million on someone like to stop the run. You spend that on rushing the passer. I, I, I would say the answer to that would depend on who is around him on the defence. If you put him next to Aaron Donald, you know... Teams aren't going to run on that, and you're probably not going to pass on that too. But if you put him next to me, then geez, people would have their way with us. So, uh, to to an extent, yes, but it, it's it's very dependent on where he would go. Hmm. I, I think I think Duncan's onto something to a point because it's definitely showed him off in, in a good light because. That's the one knock on him, isn't it? That he's not as good in the run game. But the Chiefs don't face many teams that can run on us because we're already up by 14 points by the time we've got the ball back for a second time. So if you are having to, to throw the ball like Dunk says, then he's just able to tee yeah, off, isn't the, he? The Super Bowl's the example, right? None of, and again, to caveat, none of the Chiefs players really turned up for the first three quarters. You know, but I, and Chris Jones was an absolute monster in the fourth quarter once the Chiefs had pulled the finger out once they'd gotten ahead and once they forced uh, them to put the ball into Jimmy G's hands he was an absolute monster he had an unbelievable fourth quarter but he was the same like the, like the rest of the team pretty anonymous for the first three yeah. it's, like, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a devil's advocate point wondering why you know, because we're we're obviously not the only team that doesn't want to pay him twenty million. If another, I'm pretty sure if another team wanted to pay him twenty million, if you're going to you're going to pay a guy like that twenty million, you're giving up a good draft pick for him. But it would appear that that hasn't been done. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the saga unfolds. I mean, like you said, I, I, the, with the with the money that um, that Chris Jones has made already in his NFL career, I think Neil, you're you're, you're right. He doesn't have that. That fullback that Le'Veon Bell had with, with, when he signed the two franchise tags. Um, so it certainly will be interesting to see. Um, but I think if we do end up losing Chris Jones, I don't think it will be the end of the world for the Chiefs' defense. I mean, like you said, if we just load up on offense in 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 free agency and and spend our money there and then just hope we draft well, um, I think we should be we should be fine. I mean, if we're still putting up points for Patrick Mahomes, then then I don't see 
a lot of offense has been able to keep up with us week in week out. Um, and I mean, I think people are also forgetting that we we lost Juan Thornhill at, during the playoffs, and he's due to come back in 2020. And we've got uh, plenty of other young guys all across the defense. I mean, Derek Nadi and um, Chivarius Ward, like we mentioned earlier, and there, there are plenty of guys I think can play a role and can mm-hmm. compensate for and, and cheaply as well for for, for for not not a high price. So I think if we can keep that that rotation of drafting defense in in in, in the draft and then assessing. Um, offense in, in free agency and bringing in these guys and pieces as and when to, to fulfil Patrick Mahomes' needs and I, I, th- I think we should be fine for the long run like Neil said. You've got, is it, um, well, you've got Colin Saunders um, I like him a lot I think he's mm, yeah. um, I think he does everything that's asked of him and, and, and more um, I'm going to get these guys mixed up um, Okafor Ogba one of them uh, is coming back Okafor yeah. coming back left, yeah. um, Mike Pinnell still there uh, like you say, it's not a, you know, the doomsday scenario is that Chris Jones sits the year out for whatever reason. Um, we have to play a full 16-game season without him. Um, I think we're a worse team, but like you say, I don't, I don't think it's the, that's not going to be the reason that we don't win the, the you know, that we don't win the division or, you know, whatever it would be. So in terms of, just, just to make sure that we've got this right, so, the deadline for the franchise tag in terms of um, offering, getting a new deal done for Chris Jones is the 15th. So if that's not done by the 15th, he's going to be a franchise tag commitment for the rest of the 2020 season. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So come the end of the 2020 season, we'd obviously have the option to um, re-franchise tag him for a second time. Or we could offer him a new multi-year deal then. Is that also correct? Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, and the uh, second tag would be somewhere in the ballpark of twenty million. Yeah, but he has to attend at some point. If I, I'm going by the the left bow situation, he has to attend at some point, right? Otherwise, it doesn't classify as a season accrued yes, week, for him. Week nine or ten. Yeah, so so there. he would have to turn up at week nine at some point. So, I mean, it's one of those things where he said something on Twitter, but I'm not sure that you can read into it all that much because realistically like you said Neil he's on he's, he's what made four million he's not you know he turned down 16 million pounds uh, well dollars and then he's not going to risk losing a season because he's just going to be in the same situation next year he might get his trade but he'd be in the same situation if he stayed with us so i mean it's almost like the chiefs have got the leverage on it to be honest yeah, he doesn't. Do. Um, if he doesn't sign the tag, the new the new CBA. I mean, I don't know the details, right? But the all the ins and outs. Not an expert, but the the new CBA. I think means that if he doesn't sign the tag, he can sit the year at no long term cost to him, other than the fact he doesn't get paid for the year. So it doesn't count against him. You know, it's like they get these accrued years. You know that they can mm-hmm. use in their negotiations. So if he doesn't sign the tag, and then doesn't doesn't um, turn up, then he's not penalised other than the fact that he's $16 million out of pocket. And he also hasn't got a year's worth of game tape. Not, yeah, that, of people need, not that people need tape on Chris Jones, but obviously he's basically doing his value absolutely no favours by sitting out for a year because you don't know what Chris Jones, you don't know his shape, you don't know anything like that coming back for a team that are going to sign him. The other thing is as well, I don't think Andy Reid is going to take all of this. He He from everything I've read, Andy doesn't like any of these holdout type situations, so I'm sure he'll be 
keen to get something done. Because um, at the end of the, the way the Chiefs are at the moment, and with bringing back so many players, this is this, we just don't want any distractions going into this year because this is the biggest opportunity I think any Super Bowl champion has had to win it the next year because with with the way this season's shaping up, if we stay healthy, I can't see that we're not in the AFC Championship game. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, certainly because of the whole pandemic thing and, and us yeah. being one of the better-run organisations in the NFL, I'll, I'll say, and bringing back all the players we have brought back, I can't see us. Yeah, I think if, if any year the Chiefs are, are going to perform better than, than, than the rest of the pack, I think it's this year, just with everything that's going on. Um, those better-run organisations with the players and with the knowledge and, and that playbook experience, it, it'll prove vital, I think, down the stretch. Our offence is better. <laughs> with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and no Cam Irving, our offence is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could have just left it no Cam Irving and Yeah, that thought alone is scary for any NFL defence, just, just hearing that, that the Chiefs' offence has somehow gotten better. Um, I mean, and Miko Hardman entering his second year as well, I'm really excited to watch him play. Um, I, something something tells me he's going to take a step this year and and, and, and hopefully he does because uh, it would be great to see just take him off kick returns <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah well I think that's, uh, that, that's that's all the NFL and Chiefs news or Chiefs related news that uh, has been piling up over the last couple of weeks um, it, it, it's uh, certainly been interesting for, for Chiefs news and NFL news recently there's, there's a lot going on and it's a uh, it's. I think it's. It's sparked a, a, quite a quiet off season in the past, say month or so. There hasn't really been much going on aside from the whole Jamal Adams uh, and Kaepernick uh, news. There hasn't been much that's been that directly related to the Chiefs. So it's it's been interesting finding out all this new stuff that's coming out, um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else uh, you want to talk about in specifically tonight. No, I think you've got it covered. Yeah, it just shows how much we need football. I mean, coronavirus can just fuck right off because um, for so many reasons. But we've just we spent ten minutes at the start of this talking about whether we should like, rename a stadium or whatever, right? We just need coronavirus to do one. Everybody get healthy and play some fucking sport because it's just it's just get, it's dragging on now. It's just getting too long. Uh, I had a rant at work. On a on a work <laughs> phone call, just now. this is just it's just dragging on too much, right? Let's just fast forward to September and play some football because it's just it's doing my head in. To be fair, uh, we I'll... talked about tigers for fifteen minutes. <laughs> so that was and that was and that was my fault. Uh, I accept that was my fault. I apologise for that. Uh, I will say there's one good thing to the coronavirus here is that sports journalists and sports um, related people have a lot of spare time on their hands at the moment and we're in discussions with a couple of people to come on the podcast and be guests so hopefully our next podcast will have uh, a special guest on I'm very excited if we can yeah fingers crossed for that yeah, one yeah. If, if we can make the guest we're looking to get on happen we'll be extremely happy with that my agent will talk to Tony Tiger's agent uh, <laughs> and the podcast will be great <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry again. <laughs> Just throw one last time reference in there before we, uh, before we wrap things up. Do they have Frosties in America? 
Well, I'm sure we'll soon find out after this, <laughs> after this one goes Tell by. us in the comments to the podcast thing if you have Frosties over there. I don't know. If not, Google Tony the Tiger. <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, thanks for joining me, joining me tonight, uh, guys. I've uh, had a great You're time. Welcome. I'm sure you have as well. Indeed, yeah. Uh, yeah and, from, and from one kingdom to another, uh, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.